Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Laura Kohler and Kimberly Selden. Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome, you fabulous interior design professionals, to Business of Design. This is episode 310, Unlocking Bold Innovation, with this amazing woman, Laura Kohler. Hi, everybody. Woo! All right, we have a lively crowd here at KBIS in Las Vegas, and you've all had a chance to tour the booth. Can we call it a booth? 16,000 square feet. (laughs) of immersive experience for all the senses. That's not a booth. That's like a little village. It, it is kind of a, a massive experience of wonderful messages and water and color and inspiration. Uh, well, we're all really excited to be here, and it's a big occasion. Yeah, it is our 150th anniversary at Color Company. That's amazing. Right? Can we hear it? Like, I don't, I didn't do the research to find out how many companies might be in that enviable position, but it's not very many. So, it's not very many. And did you know this is our 79th year exhibiting at the Kitchen and Bath show? So, amazing. that's pretty amazing, too. So, next year's an anniversary because it'll be our 80th year, but. Pretty cool. 79 years out of 150, we've been right here at Cabot's. And my God, we look good, don't we? <laughs> we look yes. good. I have not been here 79 years. <laughs> no, no. Okay, fans of the podcast. How many fans of the podcast are here? So you've heard, I love that you're waving your hands. Come on, we need some energy here. We need to hear some noise. You guys heard Laura on episode, hey, episode 295, Code Red for Water. And that was kind of a sobering conversation about the responsibility to take care of the earth and the environment. And we're going to continue that conversation, but I think you picked the right place to have that conversation here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, Kimberly, I mean, just think what's going on here in the western United States with water. Lake Mead, right here in Nevada, is drying up. Vegas knows that there is a water crisis and they're doing everything they can. So did you know that Las Vegas is actually banning mega pools? They're learning how to reuse and recycle some of the water that's right here on the strip. And they're working with all the owners on the strip to really think of new ways to reduce uh, their water usage. So it's real. Um, It's also a global issue, and uh, I don't know if any of you heard about the flooding in Bangladesh earlier in 2022, but 7.2 million people were affected by that flood. So it takes manufacturers and designers and architects and builders to really sit together and focus on what we can do to really uh, understand and impact this issue that affects everyone. Well, I'm going to speak for all of us out here in the audience. How many designers are out here? Quite a lot. Oh, you're so polite. Put your hands up. Oh, how good. 
Um, I'm going to speak for all of us when I say that we are all kind of skeptical when we see brands talk about sustainability and in the environment. And I want to tell you what Laura's new title is, Chief of Sustainability and Diversity, Equality, and Inclusion. And that tells me two things, that Kohler's planning to be here 150 years from now, and so am I, and so are you. And it also tells me that when your name is literally on every single product you sell, this is not a nod to sustainability. Um, I'm assuming you're at the top of the org chart and you guys could focus on anything you want, but this is like a passion, a mission that's not even new for Kohler. It's not new for Kohler, and uh, I'm fourth generation, and it's something that my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my father, and my brother, who's the CEO of this company, care deeply about. It is a doubling down, really, on our commitment to sustainable solutions for our living environments, and also in how we operate as a company. So think of sustainability infused in everything we do from how we design hotels, to how we manufacture products, to how we bring solutions into the home. Uh, and we're really sincerely focused on it. And also our associates are telling us that they care about water and that Kohler needs to lean in and really provide our expertise to providing solutions on conserving water. So with our associates and the marketplace really telling us that we need to focus, we decided to double down. Well, I think that's amazing, and it's a great segue to Kohler Associates and Innovation for Good. So tell us all what that is. So I always say that Innovation for Good almost got me fired. And my name is Kohler, so that's hard. Um, no, but, but uh, probably 14 years ago, we had a group of associates who really wanted to innovate for some of the world's most important societal needs. But they couldn't do it in the regular line of the new product development schedule. So they would meet at night and on weekends, and they would bring their ideas forward, things about water filtration, uh, hand washing stations, new toileting solutions, a shower trailer. And eventually, we got the supervisors involved, and they gave a nod that we could use a couple days during a week to have a, an innovation for good retreat. So we started to have more retreats and get more and more people involved. And it wasn't just engineers and designers, it was finance people and HR people and marketing people. And it came, they came from all over. And the retreats kept happening more frequently until finally our management said, why don't we have a small little business unit and why don't you actually start creating some product from the ideas that the associates are bringing forward? So we did just that. Um, there's a picture of our new cleanse hand washing station that's right on this wall on the other side. Um, we're really pleased that we have a waste lab business unit that uses 100% of our manufacturing waste to make beautiful tile. And you can see Waste Lab Tile in about four different places in the booth. So we're trying to walk the talk, listen to our associates, make room for their innovation, and also use the ideas to recycle waste materials and, and reuse water where we can and deliver solutions to people who don't have access to clean water or safe sanitation. Amazing. And I'm sure technology has to figure pretty heavily into all of that. So talk to us about the role of technology. So I'm a mom of three girls. They are in their 20s. 
They would say, Mom, you have no business talking about technology. <laughs> I would say, but technology can actually help us be more sustainable. And even someone like me is going to learn how to use technology to reduce my footprint. So technology can actually add more functionality to a product. Think of a shower that you can control the water temperature before it even comes out of the shower head so that you're not letting your shower run to heat up and you're not doing other things in the bathroom while it's wasting water and going right down the drain. You know, think of being able to monitor your water usage kind of like this aura ring monitors my sleep. Think about being able to really figure out how your whole house is using water on a regular basis to get your house down to using as minimal water as possible. That's all possible through technology and that's exciting. And it goes beyond water, I assume. And then the other thing I would think is, I'm, I'm a consumer, I'm gonna take my shower, I want a, a lot of water and a lot of pressure. You're having to walk that fine tightrope between creating a product that conserves the water and still giving me the experience I want? So that, we have very talented designers and engineers, and we work with air, we work with uh, amazing technologies to create a great experience while ideally using as minimal amount of water to create that experience as possible. And just remember, Kimberly, there's lots of different people around the world that live in different living environments. So water is an issue for many, many people around the world, but in other parts of the world, water isn't an issue. So we have to design for both situations. Uh, and our designers and engineers are super aware of creating really a portfolio of product that meets people where they are. And uh, our job is to tell you as designers and builders and developers what our products are so that you can choose what's perfect for the consumer or the, the client that you have um, to design for. So then, if, if that's your job, what's my job? What's our job as interior design professionals and builders and architects? What, where's our role? Well, you guys have a huge role. We learn from you. We listen to you. We need you to keep giving us feedback, right? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What do you think the trends are? Uh, so that we can keep learning, adapting, and changing inside our businesses and our teams to then respond back to you with the right products and services. So you, we need the feedback. We need a great two-way relationship that you're out there in the world of the consumer and, and real-time understanding of what's going on. And then if you see something you want from us, tell us that. Uh, we know we need to get more organized around all the sustainable Better Planet product we have. We know we need to deliver that in an easy-to-consume package for all of you, uh, and we're working on that now. You know, it, it's so interesting. I had this experience recently where I, I specified a tile for a client from Ann Sachs. And I don't know if you, I guess you all know now, Ann Sachs is a, one of Kohler's companies. So I specified this beautiful tile with a crackle finish, which I haven't seen a crackle finish for like quite a few years. So I thought, well, this is amazing. They're going to love it. And she did. But I didn't know that was a waste lab tile. And so I sold it to the client without having that knowledge. And I think how much better it would be if I was able to lead my clients down a path of sustainability that wasn't painful, that isn't lecturing, but rather here's the perfect product. 
And here's why it's so wonderful that you're going to support this product. Is that happening a lot? Well, that's exactly, you stumbled upon a sustainable product and your client loved it, but we could have made it easier for you, right? We could have helped you with more messaging and organization of the product and uh, stories around all the different waste slab tile that is available. And uh, so that's our job. Our job is to keep making it easy for you to select and understand the work that we have and, uh, and, and need you out there on the front lines helping those um, homeowners really pick and choose what, what is meaningful for them. And then we have to be responsible for educating ourselves, coming to great events like this and, and keeping current and being the experts that the clients want us to be. And I know for myself, like I have to rely on so many other people to do my job, right? I need trades that I can rely on, as suppliers and vendors I can rely on. And I want to build a really strong relationship with those brands that make me look good every single time. I don't want to gamble with my clients' money. So I, I appreciate a company like Kohler who really puts their money into developing this new product. And I was joking with Monty. We had Monty, what's his last name from the... Stouffer. Okay, so he came to Toronto to do the interior design show, and he was talking about Waste Lab, and he said, at one point, you had more awards for the product than you had orders. And I was making a joke with him that it'll be many, many years before Kohler is profitable in that category because of the significant investment of time and resources it takes to develop something like that. Well, and and that's quickly changing. Monty developed has helped develop the Waste Lab product, um, and it, it, and and that goes to the theme that is around the 150th anniversary year. Come all creators, and I think honestly, Kimberly, that is the value of of partnering with Kohler. We want to attract all different kinds of creators from all walks of the of life of the industry because diversity is really part of the uniqueness uh, and the opportunity that we have to really uh, meet all of you where you are. It's uh, the beauty of having people like Monty on our team. And now the awards are actually, uh, the demand is outstripping the awards. So that's good. And we have um, a production expansion in the works. So we'll be able to meet that demand um, in, the, in the very near term. Well, I'm excited about that. A product that's 100% recyclable. That's pretty amazing. And I almost hesitate to ask this next question because I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I have my hands full thinking about climate change and water conservation. I live in California half the year. And, but what else are you seeing on the road ahead that we need to get ahead of? You know, so, so clearly climate is a, is a massive issue out there that affects so many things. But then think about some other trends that, that we're seeing. Uh, think about aging in place, right? So there's a, there's a statistic that says 90% of any, every adult over 50 really wants to age at home. So what does that mean for all of us? We need to be super sensitive to the needs of people as they go through that their last 40 years of life and how do they uh, need to adapt uh, to their home environment? How does their home environment need to adapt? So that's a design opportunity and for, for partners like us. There's urbanization. So in the next 30 years, 7.2 billion people will live, be living in the urban areas of the world. That's two thirds of the world's population will live in urban areas. So think about that from living space 
Think about that in urban areas that are in stressed water. Think about clean air. You know, so how do we design for all of that with all these people living in one space? What does transportation look like? You know, so that's a design challenge. And then wellness, you know, wellness, we all know that uh, there's so much linkage between clean environment and all of our desires to have wellness choices surrounding our lifestyles. So all of these trends kind of start to merge um, and create new opportunities for us to collaborate and uh, attack the challenges. Wow, and with so many, so many things vying for your attention, how do you prioritize what's next at Kohler? And do you have a plan for the next 150? Well, sustainability <laughs> with a big S. Um, you know, we are sustainable over time. And, and what does that really mean? Uh, we care about some really basic things. Uh, we care about people and ensuring that we deliver great solutions so people can thrive in any type of life situation they are. We care about the environment. We care about being an ethical and high integrity business. And, and we really care about um, our associates and really ensuring that they have a great place to work and the communities where we work and live. So those are kind of the tenets of, of who we are. And we focus a ton on innovation. And now innovation is really encompassing right, better planet, better lives, and better communities. So it all wraps up to believing in better and continuing to strive to be the best, most meaningful brand, honestly, out there, uh, making the, our communities better places to live. I'm glad you talked about people because I understand that Kohler has a pretty low turnover rate. And one of the things the Kohler team member tells you is that they feel heard and they feel that they can contribute in a meaningful way beyond what their title is. Yeah. I wonder if you can speak to that and I wonder how we can tap into that in terms of being more meaningful to our clients as well. Sure. Um, well, you know, it's super important that we tap the capabilities of the people that work at Kohler and uh, you're more than the role you have. So it's what do you care about, what's your passion, how do we tap into your passions and help you live your purpose, right? We call it associates in action. So how can we get you involved in our work, whether it's sustainability or social impact or wellness? We really tap the hearts and minds of our associates to do more than just really the, the singular role that they're hired for. It's called multiplicity. And, uh, and really, I think, um, giving people this opportunity to contribute, to tap into their passion, to live their purpose, whether you're in a design firm, Kimberly, whether you're in a manufacturing company, uh, it really helps somebody um, because they spend so much time at work, right? How can you really help build loyalty, retention, and you do it through purposeful work? You know, so many of us are probably thinking, because the majority of interior design professionals work alone, or maybe they have a single associate. So sometimes we have a habit of thinking, well, this is great for Kohler. They can do all these big things because they're a big international company. I'm just little old me working from home. How can I even begin to make a difference or be an expert around any of this for my clients? And I would love to know that answer. So one of the things that we did uh, about two years ago is we did a survey. We asked our associates around the world. We gave them kind of a, 
a, a list of choices on what they really cared about and what they thought we should put our time, attention, and resources to. And it was everything from you know, um, human rights to education to environment to water when we had all these issues. And, and by and large, over 60% of our associates chose water. And I give you that example because I think all you all have to do is ask your team, what do they care the most about? What do they want to do together to impact the community where they work? And you'll find that you're unleashing this energy, this positivity that will really be great, not only for your team, but it ultimately will be great for your clients because they'll feel this new energy in your team that wasn't there before. So just ask the people and they tell you. I love that. And uh, I also, um, I know we're getting close to time here. We love to end every episode of Business of a Design with what we call design intervention. It's just a great piece of business advice. And if you can kind of put on your hat and channel what you might want to tell that interior designer uh, about how to run their business, some, some ethos or piece of advice you got. I know, right? I totally I threw this at <laughs> this her. This came from left field. <laughs> okay. You know, um, there's, a, there's a Gallup survey out there that's it's an engagement survey. And, the, and it's called, there's 12 questions. But frankly, the most important question on that survey is, um, does your, does my opinion count? Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody wants to be heard. And, you know, I, I think when, when I think about the people who are the most committed and most engaged at work, I think about, do I listen to them? Do I ask for their voice? Do I, do I ask for their opinion? Do I take in all the feedback? And I think at the end of the day, people want to be heard. So would they answer the question, does my opinion count, with a yes? And I think as a leader, as a manager, that's step one. And try to help all your associates be heard, be seen. And uh, at the end of the day, um, you'll have a great team around you if you harness the power of your team. And that's my, that. my, that's my advice for the day. I love that. And I think it's really liberating to, to get that I, I don't know everything. I'm never the smartest person in the room. And so I can tap into that expertise that other people around me have, which is so good. And this is a segue to the most important thing we're going to talk about today. Did you vote on the color of the heritage toilet that you like the most? Okay, I'm a peach. How many peach do we have out there? Oh, I want to hear it. No hands. It's a podcast. It's not a TV show. How, hear it for Peach. And did you know, Kimberly, we have a hundred and over a hundred thousand votes already for Peach? No, no, not for Peach. <laughs> I don't know. In general, for the voting. So that's exciting. So vote, vote, vote. Right. Okay. I just have to know. I want you to identify yourself if you voted for avocado. I know who you are. Like. A lot, Yay, avocado. Of, a lot of avocado. What are the other colors that you guys voted for? Lavender. 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 I, okay, I, I was lavender. figuring there were going to be a lot of lavender. So what happens after the voting? Well, it's secret. <laughs> it's secret. And the team won't, we even won't tell, tell people named Kohler. Um, what, so they know what the count is. And then there'll be an announcement. And um, I believe we will actually produce some of the most popular colors. Oh my gosh. Can you see yourself specifying some of the colors? Andrea R Riordan, yeah, what color? 
Oh, the lavender. Oh, the lavender. Duh, that's the one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And have you guys had a chance to go through the booth and see everything? I'm really excited about some of the matte finishes that have come out. The Waste Lab has a tile that's such a perfect matte. There's a beautiful sink, a vessel sink that's a matte finish. So, what else are you going to be um, teasing us with in the upcoming years? <laughs> well. Can I just tell you that, uh, you know, there's so much that we have to continue to prioritize. So our teams have so many ideas, and especially after we come home from a show like this, when we're hearing and talking and listening and being inspired, that we come back and we're like, okay, it's probably the top 20, not the top 50, and how do we funnel our resources? But I really think you're gonna see more and more technology and how it informs the product, both the functionality and the footprint, the usage. You're gonna see potentially more focus on environmentally friendly products, and you will see uh, some products that you've never even thought about before. So we're always surprising and uh, continuing to work on the long game. And uh, hopefully you'll stay tuned and come back next year and see what we've been working on from this time forward. I love it. And happy anniversary, right? 150 years. Most of us won't see those kind of numbers. So congratulations. And uh, thank you so much for hosting our event, Laura. It's been a pleasure. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.